Hello, this is Jackie Stewart. Welcome to the brand new interactive series of Gareth Jones on Speed. Using the power of thought, you're about to decide whether to hear the first episode of the new series or to listen to 30 minutes of me moaning on about the FIA again. Vote now! Ugh, you bunch of Hello, welcome to the first Gareth Jones on Speed of Season 5. Yes, we are now into the fifth year of Gareth Jones on Speed. Thank you for downloading. Nice to have with you. Nice to have with you. See, that's... that's nice to be here. To be here. Yeah, nice. It's gone wrong already. Tremendously well so far. And then that first sentence just falls apart. As ever, in the first four series, and I'm very pleased to say joining me for the fifth season of Gareth Jones on Speed, Richard Porter and Zog. Hi, fellas. Hello. Hey. Well, here we are at the dawn of not only a new season of Gareth Jones on Speed, but a new season of Formula One, which is something I want to talk about briefly first. Where should we start? Should we, we do want to start with the aerodynamic rules or the Kerr's rules. Any suggestions? anyone? Well, we're going to start seeing the new cars, aren't we, quite quite soon? Uh, Ferrari next week. So, yes. Yeah. And then after that, it'll just, it'll snowball, I suppose. Yeah. And we'll see for sure what these cars will look like. That's a very Formula One thing to I say. Most Formula One drivers say for sure. How many of them will be running with Kerr's at the start of the season? I no, well, Toyota say that they're not going to, which is a surprise, because mm. you think they'd yeah. be the most Kerr's experienced people of anyone. Absolutely. But they're not, are they? And there's the thing I was reading this week that BMW reckon that they've got their car sorted better than anyone mm. it's quite good isn't it it's mixing it up a bit we like that well, the we? other big question is how many cars are going to be on the grid because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, will Honda come back to life is somebody going to buy them will, will there be will there been a few a son of Honda yeah, that, that, the uh, rumours are. Uh, the the first one was that Carlos, Ca- not Fat Boy now, Slim. Well, it was the House Martins. It was all of them were going to buy the Honda um, team. Carlos Slim. The possibility of there being a Mexican team in the sport, I I love it. Yeah. I think what, uh, what particularly why? Well, well, it's a Pedro Rodriguez Rodriguez thing apart from anything. I just uh, you know I've got a, I've got a, a right. bit of affection for uh, well both the Rodriguez brothers and their uh, and that you've mentioned historical feats in. Uh, uh, in sports racing cars, um, which are um, well, most well, Pedro Rodriguez, of course, legendarily uh, driving the Porsche 917, uh, sp- spectacular in the wet, in particular, and for that he would always be remembered. Plus, you know, how could you not like the possibility of the whole kind of tequila shot thing, celebrating <laughs> victory? I think that's why. I could just, well, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying that, you know, if you, if you wanted to party with a team, I think you'd want to party with the Mexicans. I'm going to say something, I don't want to be misconstrued as in any way racist, but I'm going to say that I can't think of anything good, apart from maybe Pedro Rodriguez, Rodriguez uh, his <laughs> Too impossible much to pronounce name. I don't think anything uh, very good has ever come out of Mexico because I don't like tequila. It's Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Although, of course, it's a back of our movie, which is based partly. Have you never seen a, being a? Have you never seen a donkey show? <laughs> oh, I saw a video <laughs> once when I was a teenager, but that's not good. But how um, can you say nothing good has ever come out of Mexico? Right, okay. I give you tequila, tequila, tequila. No, tequila, and tequila. tequila is vile. I mean, I, I, I have succumbed to drinking it, but I think it's ultimately quite horrid. And anything where you have to lick salt off your own hand um, and then a bit of lemon 
is is no, wrong. No, you're doing the wrong way. No, uh, no one goes. Oh, I'll go. And, I'll go and I'll go and have a, a glass of wine. But then I'm going to have to rub some pepper in my nose and then take a big bite <laughs> of an apple. I mean, it's hey, just, just look, 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 overly no, complex. James, That's the student thing. Join me for a drink at La Perla, which has over. I, I think the last time I counted, they had over a hundred different types of tequila behind the bar. Right. You know, most of which are, are fine sipping tequilas. Sipping and, tequila. Very, it, honestly, you know, it is. There oh, is. You know, when God. you're sipping actually, tequila. When, when you Okay, maybe I'll be there wrong. Are, there's, okay. there's more to tequila right. than just the rough well, stuff. Well, I uh, put before you, Your Honour, Mexican food, which, as Alexi Sale once said, you don't buy Mexican food, you rent it, because it looks <laughs> like vomit. Well, and, and, and also, I have to give you that it is mostly sort of the same three or four different ingredients, just Re-fried combined in different beans. ways. Yeah, you know, don't mind just, them, but everything else just looks like sick with um, cheese on it. Veggie burritos are fantastic. Oh, However, no, I'll tell you what, I've got a problem, because, because uh, as you know, my girlfriend's in the United States, and from the southwestern United States, where, of course, there's a lot of great mm. uh, oh, yeah. Mexican Tex-Mex, food, yeah. Tex-Mex and all that sort of stuff. So she loves Mexican food, and we're, we're always going, or, or, or quite regularly, she'll discover from one of her American friends in London uh, about a new Mexican restaurant in London that she hasn't tried and, and try and drag me there. And I've been to Mexican uh, restaurants in Arizona, which is about as close as, to Mexico as you can get without actually being in Mexico, where they won't let you take hire cars from America because they'll get nicked, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, and I've always found it disappointing. I've never found... It's just, it's just... It's the one international cuisine that I just can't get my head around. There's nothing else. I, I would, I'll eat food from any I'll country. Give you, I'll ooh, give yeah. it a go. But Mexican food, can't get on with it. I no. went to a restaurant in uh, Monterrey, Mexico, a few years ago, and it was called The Baby Goat. <laughs> Guess what was on the menu? And as a vegetarian, it was a bit tricky being there. So I'm inclined to agree. But I yeah, love but the, the refried breeds. I love the burrito. But th- th- my my point is, yeah, because yeah. we are talking about cars, oh, that oh. there is there there are a couple of things in Mexico which are good for motorsport. Yeah. First of all, is Carlos Slim's money, which he's got loads of, and he's financed some great racing drivers. Juan Pablo Montoya being three of them. (laughs) His win at the Daytona 24 Hours was down to Carlos Slim. And he's financed the career of Salvador Duran, who I rate to be one of the finest racing drivers I've seen in the last 10 years. He is fantastic. He races for, well, used to race for A1GP in the Mexico team, of Mm -hmm, course. mm -hmm. And he won at the Laguna Seca race in conditions which not even Rubens Barrichello could have kept the car on the circuit is a driver good if he's good in the wet he's a good driver and yeah. Salvador Duran was fantastic in the wet and so what I was hoping if Carlos Slim were to buy the Honda team that Salvador would get a chance to get into Formula 1 which would make me really happy that's all I wanted to say in it so basically we're sort of in favour of Honda going Mexican yeah that, like the idea. that would be good Honda oh Mexican beer is awful as well or something else I've just remembered and they kept making the Volkswagen Beetle for way longer the old one is Dos Equis is Dos Equis Mexican Dos Equis sorry is that Spanish or Mexican Uh, is there a difference I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, um, yes. <laughs> if you know, um, let us know. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'd like to say sorry to any Mexicans uh, who are listening. And I'm sure that you're a lovely thing to come out of Mexico, but unfortunately, all your food and drink is awful. <laughs> no, no, no. I will a say, good margarita will put you right. Okay. Uh, on final thing on the subject of Mexico, because we've got to move on, I right? The I Greek, was... not the woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just confused the word margarita with the word senorita for some reason. I don't know why. I'm going to say one thing about Mexico, and this is the last thing on Mexico because we've got to move on, right? One thing in the defence of Mexico, which can forgive anything that Mexico might have dealt at, which might be bad, right? Victoria from the High Chaparral. I caramba. <laughs> 
do, do you remember the high chaparral? Absolutely, yeah. Blue, just blue boy, yeah, yeah, blue horse, yeah, horse, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Victoria, who is Mexican, oh, probably one of the most beautiful on women ever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Carlos Slim, so Fat Boy Slim might buy the Honda team yeah. and give Duran Duran a drive <laughs> or something. Uh, that's one option. Who else yeah. might? I thought there was some, some yeah. Middle Eastern money. Was yeah, well, it was rumored it was to linked be. to um, David Richards. David Richards, yeah. Now, because hang on, actually, because because Fat Boy Slim has actually officially said I'm not buying a Honda team hasn't he that's right he's so, come out this so week and said he's that he's done yeah. a kind of Dragon's Den I'm out I'm <laughs> so that means yes possibly Middle Eastern money involving David Dave David Dave Dave Dave, Dave, Dave Richard this is interesting I was talking to you I sent you a bunch of texts over Christmas and New Year because I got very yes, excited yes I know and I was this. staying in the Yorkshire Dales for a few days without phone reception and then went back into an area of phone reception and my phone went mad with all this stuff from you that didn't make any sense because <laughs> I hadn't seen the news <laughs> well if, if you haven't seen the news I'd seen this is what I, I'd gleaned that David Richards was interested in buying the Honda team and that the money he was using to do it was coming from uh, a Middle Eastern group, a a finance group from Kuwait. Mm -hmm. The same finance group, well, investment group is the word I'm looking for, from Kuwait, that bought Aston Martin. So suddenly started putting four and six together and I got 79. And I thought, God, ah, if it's the same group, perhaps they're looking to take their brand, which is the Aston Martin brand, into Formula One. ProDrive would run the team, but can you imagine an an Aston Martin Formula One team. How exciting would that be? Yes, but, I mean, the, well, I mean, the, the problem I see with all this is simply that, yeah, Aston Martin are laying people off. I just mm. I just can't see there being and any Dave Richards Aston Martin-related F1 product while they're laying people off at Aston Martin. And they're putting money into something. It probably should be Le Mans, which somehow I yeah. think they could get more yeah. benefit out of because as so many people, Jaguar for one, uh, Toyota actually, and Honda for others, yep. Uh, going into F1 very expensive if you don't do well it's actually a bit embarrassing and it has a negative yep. effect on, yep. on the you know you're trying to sell your road cars and go we've got F1 technology in here which is obviously always a lie but yeah for if you go into Le Mans which they already are the it's cars a bit more look real. like the cars yeah. you can buy and they do you, you get, bloody well you get more bang for your buck basically. exactly yeah. so why not hey I was, I was just reminding me actually uh, I saw a uh, Aston Martin Rapide you know the four door oh I did you a prototype one on test today did you yes yeah, yeah. guess what it looks right. like a very uh, long Aston Martin, Aston Martin yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Really? I did. It was at a roundabout, waiting to come out of the roundabout, and I was coming out another exit, and and, and, uh, and it was sitting there as I went past, and I thought, oh, look, there's a really long DB9 with four doors. Oh, it's a repeat ah. prototype. Ah. You can't fault them for consistency. Yes. <laughs> so it's not going to be Aston Martin. I also heard so that... Who um, is it going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Are they, is there any? Well, okay. Well, the other rumor, of course, was uh, there was this story that maybe Michael Schumacher was going to somehow know, be involved. That's, no, that's um, really? That would be interesting, I mean, wouldn't it? He's always said that he wasn't interested in getting into managing a team, or mm. you know, you know uh, what he's like. I, you know what he's like, though. So, Michael, uh, you know, who are you going to put in in the team? Well, obviously, I would be the driver. Um, and and uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, your strategist, will that be Ross Braun? No, 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 it will be me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and the car, I will also drive the car uh, I will refuel it it will be Team Schumacher I will be the team he'd probably b- win as well, well <laughs> no, if you wanted Driving a driver cars. to design your car you'd probably pick Schumacher yeah, yeah. Right, so. unless of course there's been a horrendous mix up well that's on your best behaviour new owner's going to be here any second who would have thought it Schumacher buying Honda F1 what an honour we're about to get a lesson from the master boys Right, here he is now. <laughs> Mr. Schumacher. Oh, please. 
Just call me Ralph. Now, Get Joseph Speed featuring Sniff Petrol! Yeah, you'd want to make sure it was the right Schumacher running the team, really, wouldn't you? Always check the label. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the rumours was that Ross Braun, more than a rumour, that Ross Braun had confirmed that he had been talking to Stefano Dominicali and Luca Di Montezemola about a supply of Ferrari engines for mm. what was the Honda team, which should perhaps be called Brackley F1 now, because it's not Honda anymore, is it? No. Brackley F1, that's where they are. Yeah, yeah. So whoever runs the team could have Ferrari engines, which is no bad thing, although Force India struggled to make those engines work, didn't they, mm. last year? It's yeah. not, yes, it's not a guarantee of... Yeah. I think the whole point about Ferrari and the thing that, that, that Michael Schumacher uh, did so well was just galvanise a whole team around him and, yeah. and about everyone sort of pulling together to make it good. An engine alone doesn't make a team, does but it? It's but true. Still, a very interesting rumour. Yeah. The most extraordinary rumour about the potential new owner of the Honda F1 team was that Gareth Jones on Speed was going to buy it. Yeah, now, wh- uh, when exactly did that rumour start? Uh, that was it. I just started it now. You've got to start somewhere, haven't yeah. you? But let's see that one spread around the chat rooms on the internet. <laughs> That'll be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> but it's going to be an interesting year, whoever owns that team. And it looks increasingly likely that the Honda team could yet be on the grid in Melbourne, which would be good. Yeah, but I'm, what's the car? I'm less, I'm less optimistic than I was, but I, I think yeah, I think they were going to be two cars down on last year, and that's it. I've just had a thought actually. Uh oh, go on, silly and flippant thought, but a thought nonetheless. Let, this is the show. Uh, which uh, I just suddenly thought a Hollywood acting dynasty, who've probably got a few quid, buy the team, Fonda F1. Oh, Good you idea. only have to cross out the H right and F in. Yeah, it's easy. Think now, of the money you'll save on graphics. Alone. Brilliant. He's a Fonda in an F1 car. That exactly. Would be Jane Fonda. Fonda as the team physio, fitness, mm. whatever you want. Oh, Bridget, please. But, oh, well, well, you know. Oh, Bridget yeah. Fonda, yeah. No, Jane, I'd say over Barbarella. Do you think we can. Oh, oh stop it. I may have right, started something. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, that's my tip. Or Honda a South Walian Valley could buy the team. <laughs> then you just have to put an R in front of it. Ronda F1, isn't it? Oh. Isn't that what you'd call your team when Ron- Gareth Jones on Seas buys it anyway? So, <laughs> Ronda F1. Yeah. Dear me, it's going to be great, whoever owns it. And it... it won't be us because what is it you need for an F1 team these days it's not the 500 billion for a season that you needed anymore it's 200 billion isn't it now what's the bond that they ask you to put up but but if you're buying an existing team you don't have to put up the bond that's the advantage of buying an existing team Ah, because they're already in the sport well it's true it's true true. my understanding is that uh, well I may be wrong with this but I think the way it works is if it is an existing team you know they've already paid the bond to be in the sport what what, what is this bond didn't know about this. In order to convince Bernie that you're a stable enough financial organisation to run yeah. a Formula One team, you have to say, look, here's, f- uh, is it £50 million? Pounds? Yeah, I yeah. That's Hold on to that and, and then trickle it back to me over the next six months. Really? Yeah. 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 It's it's good. Good. You know, He's like a student landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm going to be needing a deposit. That's just, that's, I didn't know that. I've done, well, that's, that's it's, true it's just a way of sort of, you know, rather mm. setting the bar very high for entry so yeah. that you don't get all those, you know, sort of silly little teams running around at the back of the grid like they used to have. But, um, oh. Yeah, quite like that. Well, yeah, in absolutely. Kind There's of certainly yeah. a case for it. Yeah. Wasting yeah. everyone's time, but in, often yeah. in an amusing way. Exactly. Well, you know, we wouldn't have probably had Taco and Nui. You know, exactly. and, and the sport is too expensive. So, 
and, yeah. and that's part of it. But how are the cars going to look next year? Because we've got all this stuff going on. We've got, oh, yes, you know, we've got, we've got to- I mean, they're going to look a lot more like uh, well, the cars of the 80s, really, aren't they? They're, they're going to be, look- be wider. They're yeah. going yeah. to look like snow plows. And they're going to have a great big broad wing at the front. Yeah. Little narrow thing at the back. I know. They looked... Less fussing uh, What was that? The, the pictures of that BMW testing, which I think was... Was that not a... A mule, really. A mule. Kind of a... 2008 car with a sort yeah. of 2009 aero yeah. package on yeah. it. But for memory, it just looked sort of... Well, crap. Yeah. But, but also quite angular with that funny little... Box square front nose the wing on point the back, the back. Yeah, yeah, just, and that high pointy odd nose. So they're going as well. to be they're going to be wider. The well, front wing they're is. They're going to look oh, right. wider because the front wing is wider. Right. I, the, I don't think the cars themselves are any wider, but it's yeah, it's the front wing. Okay, because I just remember that BMW looked looked actually looked narrower and and sort of really small all of a sudden. And it's because the front wing is so wide, it makes the body look a bit weirder without all of its festoony bits sticking mm. off it anyway. But whatever the Cars that we're going to see at the launches coming up over the next few weeks are going to look dramatically different from anything we've seen before. We're here at the first F1 test session of 2009, and first out on the track is the Red Bull of Mark Webber. And I have to say, Steve, uh, the new season's aero changes have certainly made a difference to the appearance of the cars. As uh, Weber passes us, you can see the rear wheels appear dramatically bigger than the fronts, and, and those front wheels are sort of small, swivelly sort of wheels. Uh, the Australian driver certainly seems to be working hard, really using his arms a lot. And as he passes us, you can see a surprising new sponsor on the rear of the car. It says... Um, property of Wollamalongaloo General Hospital. What do you make of that, Steve? Uh, well, uh, Steve, uh, I think he's in a wheelchair. And, uh, ironically, he's just set a faster lap than in last year's Red Bull. Here comes on speed. Here comes the future. A few weeks ago, we drove... The fastest accelerating car I have ever driven, and potentially one of the most exciting cars... Ever, we've driven a Tesla, fellas, haven't we? Oh yeah, and it was fun. I mean, it was, uh, first electric car, I can get really excited about. It's yeah. uh, quite something. You've always been slightly excited about electric cars, though. You're the first one in this program to say, "Oh yes, well, you should have electric motors in your hubs." And of course, the Lunar Rover, and of course, the first car to hold the world land speed record was electric. Yeah, yeah. So true. you've been and, a fan, uh, but. Uh, perhaps I should start with Richard because you're going to be more cynical about the Tesla than any of us. What am I? Do you think? Well, I, I'm just wondering because generally <laughs> no. that's your tone, isn't it? I'm usually the one who says I, I everything don't. is great. Zog says it's great, but well, it's got to be great. And you say, well, it's rubbish. Because. This is where we find out what we think. Yeah. Did you like it? I don't know. I'm just a bit stung that I'm <laughs> the cynical. One. <laughs> <laughs> just because well, because everything shit doesn't mean <laughs> in the kingdom of the blind, you know. In um, the ki- <laughs> no, I thought the, I thought the Tesla was terrific, and yeah, you just said well, it's the fastest accelerating car you've ever driven. But yeah. I think it it was up there with the fastest accelerating cars I've ever driven, and, and I've been fortunate enough to drive like, a Lamborghini Murcielago and. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Porsche 911 GT2 and all these other preposterously fast cars and I think the thing about the Tesla that makes it fascinating is the way that it accelerates because it launches off the line like nobody's business it really does scorch away and we Hmm. did a little impromptu drag race I was driving the Tesla and you were in my stupid Evo 10 360 which is a, a pretty brisk car 
And away from the lights, uh, the terrace just, just no contest. No contest. destroyed yeah. the yeah. Evo. Into the and, and, and similarly, the other way around, when I drove the Tesla and you were in the Evo, we were at the set of lights. I said, come on, let's just find out how quick this thing is. The lights went green. I looked down and I was doing 80. That, yeah. was, that was unbelievable. And I think part of the reason is because it's so quiet. You don't get any of that sensation of there being a great frantic excitement and stuff going on. It's like, bang, suddenly you're doing 80 miles per hour. Outrageous. Yeah, and I, but what I think is interesting is you'd think that taking away the soundtrack from a fast car would, would rob you of some of the joy of it. But what actually happens is that you get in fact, more chance to sort of concentrate on the sheer acceleration. And you're sort of disorientated, in fact, by yeah. it. And what's also disorientating is that even with an automatic, very powerful car, like a, an AMG Mercedes or, or a Jaguar XJR or something like that, you still get the sound of gear changes, the slight sense of acceleration just momentarily pausing, even with a, or a double-clutch gearbox like a mm. Nissan GTR. But there's nothing in the Tesla because it's L- one got one gear. It's so just let, seamless. Yes, let me show you. How can, can I illustrate this? The best way of explaining just how quiet this car is is to play you a clip. Um, I had my digital recorder with me. The very first moment I got in the Tesla, and I thought I would record it to get my initial reaction to the car. So this is just before Christmas, a very cold winter's morning in December in central London with the roof off a Tesla. This is what happened. Well, this is going to be interesting. I'm sitting in the Tesla for the first time. Um, Never driven an electric car, not even a milk float. So uh, put it in reverse... Take the handbrake off, and um, it should creep backwards. Let's see. Yep. Absolutely silently. <laughs> I'm moving. You wouldn't believe it. I'm moving. Okay. Into drive. I'm going to attempt a three-point turn. I'll put the recorder down. Stand by. You hear that? There's a slight... Zzz, ever so slight. But not very much. This is spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. Okay, we're off. got the roof off and we're uh, rolling along now it's left hand drive by the way which I wasn't expecting of course you take your foot off the pedal and it comes to quite a a quick halt as well it's it's curious right upper Belgrave street let's go and find Zog chasing taxis it really does want to get away very quickly and so quietly it's just spooky there are lots of other electric cars parked around here. There's um, several G-Wiz parked in parking bays and things. And I suppose it's a bit like driving a, a Mini or one of the BMWs with the efficient dynamics thing going on. Because every time you stop at a set of traffic lights, complete silence. Because with cars with the engine stop, it's the same sort of experience. I've been told that I should drive it with the roof off rather than the roof on because it's quieter or you notice it's quieter with the roof off than with the roof on here we go we're rolling again now right here we go wow it really does go (laughs) well that was uh, 40 mile per hour in about 3 seconds I wasn't intending to do that in the middle of town so this car really does want to go I like the way that it slows down when you take your foot off the accelerator you hear that? It goes, Ooh, it slows down like some sort of future car. Which I suppose is what it is. 
It did feel a bit like driving something from Blade Runner. It was uncannily scientifically futuristic, really. Well, well what I'd say yes is and no, although it was, all, it was also sort of, of very familiar in a way. Normal, I mean, it was yeah, very easy. Exactly. It was, was you know, absolutely that. easy. To, you know, you it was an easy car to drive. It certainly yeah. was. It was, it was easy, it was fun, and it got a lot of attention, we might just say, as a, mm. as a side that. I, yes. was, I was amazed yeah. how many people just driving around London, uh, how many people sort of, you know, when you come to the stop, would say, oh, is that... Uh, the, the, when the, the, it was one or two reactions. Either they asked what it was and mm. or they said oh is that the electric one yes, they didn't necessarily know it was called the Tesla but they, but they knew, knew it was this somehow you know, entered a little bit of consciousness yeah. and I think they'll only have got more we drove it before it was on Top Gear yeah, yeah. Yeah, which will have sort of heightened awareness not necessarily in a, always in a good way but uh, yeah people have become aware but, of what yeah, it people is be more aware now, the thing yeah. is that acceleration thing we gunned it onto a dual carriageway when Zog and I were in the car I sort of kept my foot down for as long as I dared because being used to an internal combustion engine, you're expecting inevitably that the power band or the torque band will start to drop off. <laughs> it just doesn't, does it? It just it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. I really can't describe yeah. what a weird experience it is. However, it's so intoxicating, that sheer acceleration, and the, and the fact that it, whatever speed you're doing, you put your foot down and it just goes again. Instant yeah. torque at any revs is yeah. an addictive thing, and Absolutely. I don't think you'd get bored of it very quickly. No. So as, as no. far as I'm concerned, there are only two problems with Tesla. First of all, like any sort of new technology, it is quite expensive at the moment what 90 grand that's, that's a lot of money that's a lot of money yes. You'd have to, it's a toy for, for rich yep. people at the moment but you know as are most sports cars will so, you know. bring that price down that's fine the other thing is of course that eternal problem with, with battery powered cars that, that unlike a petrol or diesel car or, or, or even a hydrogen car you can't put another blob of fuel in it in one go you have to slowly charge it up. I don't think it's as big a problem as it might be made out, depending on what life you lead. Well, this is a very interesting point, because I've, I've been giving this quite a bit of thought now, and uh, a, a couple of things strike me. In the first place, the big objection that most people have when you say electric cars is, well, you know, I, I can't fill them up in two or three minutes yeah. at the petrol station. Quite true, and you've got the, that range limit in that sense. But there are ways around this. You could imagine, we're not doing this at the moment, but you could swap batteries. You could, mm. you know, pull up at a filling station swap out your rundown battery for a fully charged battery pack there are some issues there there are some issues with uh, having a huge chunk of battery stuff that is presumably easily removable and therefore presumably can fall off a car quite easily or get uh, nicked. But I think those, you know, those are probably soluble. You could have some kind of fast charging system, although mm. there are safety issues, I think, around pumping that much power into a battery in a couple of minutes. To put some rough numbers on I did some sort of back-of-the-envelope calculations on this, and I figured that if you're going to charge up an electric car like the Tesla in, you know, in a couple of minutes rather than overnight, you're going to have to have voltage of maybe 100 volts and then a huge current of mm. thousands of amps, and there are some significant sort of you know, safety implications for that. Right. Um, and you've also maybe got... A some thousand amps. Hang on a minute. Let's just... Uh, the, it's the amperage that kills you. Yeah, thousands it, of amps. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not the voltage, it's the amperage that kills, kills you. Yeah. you know. yeah. 13 amp electricity can kill you. So, uh, yeah. Well, um, considerably less than uh, a tenth of an amp, I believe, can kill you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Is that like... Congreal. Current in the right place. The point is that fast charging isn't necessarily an answer but um, right. you know battery swap is one solution I quite like the idea of having something like an on the go top up system whereby you've got a pure electric car like the Tesla but you've got a little bit of a hybrid element in there with, Chevy Volt yeah you top it up with fuel and that is being burnt in an efficient way either in an engine that's driving a generator but running 
in an optimal way mm. uh, yeah. rather than gas turbine then a gas little, turbine possibly yeah, yeah. or yeah. a fuel cell also yeah. quite efficient uh, those things are very doable they're more expensive than you know just the pure electric car but most of us most of the time don't exceed the range of one tank you know 90 percent of your motoring for probably 90 percent of us is within that range and so staying within that range and you know topping up overnight is actually a lot more convenient yeah. than doing the filling station well thing. Yeah. but you do but you do up against that kind of wall when you need the extra range yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's the thing i think if you had it as a commuting car i mean just uh, speaking personally it's like I, I, the main commute i do is across london it's, it's eight miles across from from my place in north london to the bbc in west london and yeah so like 16 miles a day you could run the tesla all week and just charge it at the weekends and, and that'd be fine but then it's like over the christmas period i did probably sort of near on a thousand miles and a yeah. lot of it going like going up to the yorkshire dales and then going back down to manchester and stuff like that and it's like there would have never been a convenient point to charge up and more importantly there would have never been a convenient moment at which had i run out it wouldn't have been a right royal pay in the backside so in that way there is that limitation but i just think uh, there's a different way of looking at the tesla which is that the, the people are so keen to, to to seize on its limitations because i think they're keen a lot Car enthusiasts, particularly, to bash it because it's being—they don't want them to change. As, they well, also, to. yeah, but it's being posed as a sort of eco car, you know, yeah. like the price. And, hmm. and so people are saying, well, it's not an eco car because first of all, the power comes from power stations, which in this country is still predominantly sort of coal-fired and yeah. gas-fired. Yeah, fair um, point. But which is a fair point. But forget all that. Pretend it's not an eco car. Just look at it as a very interesting sports car that mm-hmm. gives a unique sensation when you drive it. Yeah. Hmm. And I tell you what, if it was thirty grand or even less, I'd be bloody tempted well, not his- I've got 30 grand kicking around at the moment for a sports car but you know in principle if it was the same price as an equivalent to lease I think it gives you such a unique sensation and it's just sheer good fun well, well here's I, the I, thing I, economies I, of scale could change this Lotus this week were talking about producing an electric car of their own not just a Tesla but making their own electric cars yep. mm. now if they Gineta were to as well also announced one well, did they yeah, Janetta yeah, yeah. although I, you know between the two of those I would put my money on Lotus doing yeah. a better job they've got mm-hmm. access to technology as well you know if exactly what you say, all these people who are buying leases were happy to buy an electric lease, you know, for let's say 50% more than the price of an lease, you might want to go for it, you know. Yeah. And if they can sell it in those kind of numbers over here, you can see it happening. It's the batteries which are expensive, aren't they? I mean, it, yeah. it, it's yep. built well, in Hethel, the batteries are built in the states no, i don't know it's all being assembled in the states now i think all of it the car as well so. probably the car that we drove was a was a pre-production car which would have been made at lotus yeah. but here's the thing one of the things that zog and i noticed when we were sitting there with the roof off in some part of i don't know where were we hertfordshire or something like that. we were crawling through basically school run traffic and when you've got the roof off a car you're sort of aware as a bus goes past you get a sort of big cloud of soot in your face and i was yeah. thinking one thing now I, I've said forget the eco stuff but for a moment let's let's just talk about it again alright now forget alright so you're charging up an electric car it's still making CO2 but it just comes from a power station rather from your car itself yep so it's localised yep pollution emissions yep. from the power station rather than blanket yep. emissions from wherever the cars go yeah but really the main problem in cities isn't I mean CO2 is just something that floats off into the air and causes uh, horrendous else. problems yeah, yeah uh, but but it's it's not something that on a it doesn't uh, make you choke on the spot basically yeah on a yeah. micro level yeah it's it's diesel particulates and, yeah. and and so i would like to think that maybe one of the ways in which electric car research could be more usefully deployed is in buses and taxis and other 
urban vehicles that spend all their time in town at the moment run on diesel, which is, which yep. is quite stinky mm. and unpleasant. It would improve local air It quality. is also worth saying, though, that the point about electricity generation not being entirely green is absolutely fair. However, the greater efficiency that is inherent in mm. uh, burning scale, fuel... Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. just economies of scale. It, 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 it's the efficiencies that you get by burning even something dirty like a fossil fuel in a power station, distributing it via an, a nice, efficient national grid, storing it in a nice, efficient battery and then taking that power and using it in an efficient electric motor rather than in an inefficient internal combustion engine, mm. you actually mile for mile, or however you want to look at it that Tesla is still a less polluting car, even if the electricity is coming from a non-green station if you like, even mm. if it's coming from a coal-fired power station, you know, it's still greener, it's still, mm. it's still got lower CO2 well, emissions, that and that's before you even get round to junking all of your coal-fired power stations yeah. and deciding that you want to have which tidal are. barrages uh, and geothermal power yeah. and a nice big nuclear program, you know, whatever. It was um, a very curious thing to drive around in. It did a couple of things for me. It made me feel imperious. You know the Prius effect of driving a Prius where you like to smell your own... You mean smug. Is yeah, it's a smug. Yeah. Produces smug rather than smug. Yeah, I, I felt sort of imperious. In You know, I was driving around the West End and not paying the congestion charge. That itself was a good feeling. That yes, was good. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoying that. Boy, if only... Yeah, I don't, you, you, no, you've yeah. actually paid for the congestion charge oh, implementation so of all the technologies yeah, yourself, yeah, haven't you, Zog, yeah, with this? Yeah. 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 It's true. <laughs> um, it does Another thing as well, you know, the, that, that sense of, you know, we had the roof off for two reasons. You know, we wanted to be seen in this fantastic little car. We wanted people to notice us so we could say, yeah, actually, yeah, it is. It's an electric, fantastic car. We're making a programme about it. Let's be honest about that. We we definitely felt a bit of that, all and of we, us. We like driving up cars. And you listen, I recorded a whole bunch of stuff of us in the car. You can hear in our voices how excited we were. Oh, yeah. That car moved us in ways that we weren't expecting to be moved I think but no, it was a fantastic yeah, car it, it was, was. It was a very, it's a very interesting car and uh, I, 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 for one I'm very glad that it exists I think it, it, yeah. because it's provoking a debate if nothing else yeah. and it's also it has made electric cars sexy and someone's got to start that process because I think uh, if you like I said if you lived a certain life I mean if you know someone brought out like say a smart roadster but an electric version that was a reasonable price yeah as an urban car Fantastic. I, mean, I think we all, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we, and I mean literally at the end of the day rather than uh, <laughs> at the end of the day that we were driving, we yeah. all, I think, felt that we would happily <laughs> take it away. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we would yeah. happily, yeah. you know, uh, ha- we would happily live with that car. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, no problem a, at all. It was a proper uh, car. The fact that it started from an Elise <laughs> was itself amazing. I had one other thought about this, thing, because we did have a little bit of a talk about the, the noise and the fact that, because it's quiet, you don't hear an electric car coming so easily. Mm. Now, actually, that's kind of maybe not so much of an issue these days, because, you know, petrol engine cars, are even, their engines are getting pretty quiet, mm. and a lot of the time, you know, most oh, yeah. of the noise is from your, you know, from the wheels and from the transmission and and the car moving through the air. Yeah. And people have been talking about, well, you know, how can we make these electric cars make a bit of noise and sort of, you know... I, I don't like the idea of artificial petrol engine noises coming out of an electric car. That's, that's just stupid. You know, when they invented the petrol car, they didn't say, well, let's make it sound like a horse or something. Yeah. <laughs> but there are so many ways, though... That you James, could... get the coconuts up! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you got the Monty Python teams sitting in the back yeah, of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not use the movement of the car through the air to make some interesting sounds? Well, there are all kinds of things you could do with the, the flow of the air over well, a car and over sort of... When we were talking about the uh, a Ferrari with the two nostrils in the nose, yes, yes. we reckon you should have holes, like, like, finger like holes. Like an ocarina. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I, know, I mean, my car, um, it's got this odd effect, but when you've got the sunroof removed and you've got oh, that yeah, panel you, out of the roof... I get it at 65 miles an hour and 130 miles an hour and I dare say if I could get it up to 260 it would do the same well, thing I, yeah, you and know, it's, and it's you, on the frequency that. that sunroof noise that you almost think you're going to poo yourself it's that, it's that it's kind a really of horrible deep, 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 yeah, deep, deep, deep buffeting yeah, yeah, that air trapped in the it's, it's and, river, and vibrating like exactly yeah, as it does in a musical instrument like this ocarina you've actually got an ocarina yeah, I always keep an ocarina handy. So, basically, so, so if we glue a load of ocarinas to the outside yeah. of an electric car, it will sort of compromise the aerodynamic performance, but it'll sound like a travelling troop of gypsies. Sorry, from the angle I'm looking at it, that ocarina, it looks like you're try- about to give the kiss of life to a very small tortoise. It, it is designed to look like a tortoise. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. that's not uh, that. Yeah, 30 mile per hour. 60 mile per hour. 90 mile per hour. That's actually how quickly it takes that Tesla to accelerate to those speeds, is really... It's that quick. So that's our challenge to aerodynamicists. Uh, make electric cars sound good by, by, I've got by it. their shape. I think it's about time that Moog got involved with the design of Tesla in that respect. Oh, well, yeah, that would be a good idea. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on speed. At the risk of sounding really corny, we've driven the future and it's very quiet in the next Gareth Jones on Speed uh, continuing with our theme of future cars another very very exciting car that we've driven not quite as quiet as the Tesla but quite in a different way find out what we're talking about in the next episode say goodbye fellas bye contact the show on speed at garethjones.tv get lyrics pictures and more information from www.garethjones.tv or subscribe for free at the iTunes store. Gareth Jones on Speed is made by Whizbang. Bang.